it's a pretty safe bet that the next Miami Hurricanes transfer portal signee is going to play one of these three positions. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube. So now that the early signing period is over, we have a much better idea of what the biggest roster needs are remaining for the University of Miami. And they've also brought in four quality transfer portal players, one of the best corners available in Devontae Brown, uh, the best offensive lineman available in Javion Cohen, one of the better defensive linemen available in Thomas Gore. So the Hurricanes and Francis Maui Goa, one of the top linebackers available. So, uh, guys, it looks as though... Miami right now, they're zeroing in on certain positions here for the remaining transfers, and defensive tackle is still a big area of need. Center, specifically on the offensive line, I think they're looking at centers specifically over the likes of tackles and guards at this point, and yes, wide receivers, outside wide receivers with some length and size. Those seem to be the three spots that the Miami Hurricanes are going to prioritize most here. Um, you know, according to, uh, I was reading what some of the folks on 24-7 and on three were saying, you know, the uh, most of Miami's coaches are on a pretty well-deserved vacation right now during this dead period because there's honestly very few opportunities for college coaches to take vacations, especially when you work for somebody like Mario Cristobal, who never stops recruiting. So once they come back from their vacations and they really start hitting the ground running again, I think they're going to be zeroing in on wide receivers, centers, and defensive tackles. And per Gabby Arudia from 24-7, some of the players that Miami could be looking at. Now, uh, this is a guy who's already committed in the portal to play at Arizona State, but the commitment is not binding yet. So the way it works for transfer players is they don't sign like a letter of intent or anything like that. When you announce where you're going to transfer to, it's not officially official until you actually enroll at the school and set foot on campus. So technically there still could be battles for certain guys who have already committed somewhere in the transfer portal. And according to Gabby Arudia, Miami really likes uh, center Ben Scott. He was actually, I, I said, Arizona state. He was at Arizona state. He committed to Nebraska. So Miami's looking at centers. Apparently this is one they like, maybe they haven't given up on him yet. As far as defensive linemen, Texas State's Devon Sears, Arkansas's Isaiah Nichols, Purdue's Benson Dean, Wake Forest Rondell Bothroyd, if I'm saying that correctly, are, are players that Miami could be looking at. And at wide receiver, um, I know that Miami has obviously missed out on some targets there. And when we talk about missing out on wide receivers, I don't mean this to criticize who Miami's gotten because – Two of Miami's incoming recruits who play wide receiver but actually slot receiver are two of my favorite guys in the class. Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington, I think they're both going to do special things at the University of Miami. But they're smaller, shiftier guys, right? Miami's looking for the longer guys on the outside. 
and a name we've talked about a lot who I think could really help Miami and who obviously has a good relationship with Mario Cristobal is Dante Thornton, who's transferring from Oregon, right? He's got the size that we're looking for at six foot five, about 200 pounds. Um, you know, he was a former four-star recruit when he was coming out of high school and he committed to play for Mario Cristobal's Oregon Ducks and actually had a more productive season for the most part as a freshman under Cristobal in 2021 than he did as a sophomore under Dan Lanning. So, you know, we know, contrary to what some people will tell you from the Oregon side, like, ah, oh, these guys, they, they didn't really want to play for Mario. Everything we hear from former Mario Cristobal players in Oregon, they love the guy. I mean, Seven McGee was like begging to play at Miami, but they just didn't have a spot for him, unfortunately, because I like Seven a lot. But Miami definitely has a spot for Dante Thornton. I think he could potentially take more visits, though. So watch out for Dante Thornton into the month of January if he decides to visit anywhere else or if he decides to maybe put pen to paper or officially at least verbally commit to the Miami Hurricanes. This is a player Miami could really use. And, you know, he did tease us a little bit to Dante Thornton on his Instagram because he he posted like uh, a whole collage of his uh, visit photos where he's in the Miami uniform taking the photo ops, which look fantastic. I noticed, though, earlier that day he also tweeted – photos of him visiting Auburn, who he also visited in addition to visiting Miami. So I don't think he's necessarily got his mind up yet, but the relationship that Mario has with Dante Thornton, that could be a factor in bringing this young man to the U and we could really use him. And, you know, it's not to say that Miami doesn't already have some good options at wide receiver on the outside. You guys know I'm very high on Colby Young. And we saw for a minute last year, couple of games when Colby Young was absolutely dominating when he was catching passes from Tyler Van Dyke. It really didn't translate with the other quarterbacks so much that Miami played. So I think Colby with Van Dyke could end up being a dynamic combination. And this will be Colby Young's second year in the offense. I mean, it'll be everybody's, well, assuming the offense is the same. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, you know, it'll be his second year as a Miami Hurricane. And Jacoby George is coming back. He's not going to hit the portal. Jacoby George, who we like a lot, will be back. Uh, in addition to the slot guys that we really like, Xavier Restrepo, Brashard Smith, and we've got Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington coming in, and we've got a good tight end room as well. So Tyler Van Dyke is going to have some weapons to throw the football to and presumably better blocking to keep his jersey clean. But still, if Miami can get a guy like Dante Thornton in the transfer portal, it would be a fantastic, fantastic addition. Uh, there's some questions people have been asking about high school recruiting, okay? Um, a name that keeps coming up because he's is or was a high school teammate of Emory Williams, Miami's new quarterback signee. What's going on with Raymond Cottrell? So Raymond Cottrell, he's a four-star wide receiver, one of the more coveted wide receivers in the country uh, out of Milton, Florida. He's a Georgia verbal commit, but he hasn't signed his national letter of intent yet. I don't know what the holdup is there. It's probably pretty similar to the Cormani McLean situation where nobody really knows what's going on. I don't know exactly why Raymond Cottrell hasn't officially signed with Georgia yet, but he's not officially signed with Georgia yet. So a lot of people on the Miami side are wondering what's going on. You know, teammate of Emory Williams, six foot two, 203 pounds, known as a very good route runner, good at creating separation. Uh, according to Matt Shodell at Kane Sport, 
Miami did push for Cottrell around mid-season, like mid-college season, and he wasn't really interested then. Um, but, you know, maybe – I'm sure Miami hasn't given up because they don't give up on anybody. And if if they're going to try to maybe use Emory Williams as the recruiter for Cottrell, we'll see if that gets Miami anywhere. But that that's a name that we get asked about a lot. But just – Outside of the Emory Williams connection, I don't really see a whole lot there with Cottrell. So we'll see if anything changes. A lot of people ask us, because over the last couple of days, he's been in the transfer portal. One of the better offensive linemen from the Florida Gators, Evan, or sorry, Ethan, not Evan, Ethan White, gigantic offensive lineman from the Gators. Uh, this guy actually, when he arrived on campus at Florida a couple years ago, was 400 pounds, and he trimmed down to about 250, just a massive humanity. And he was very good in Gainesville, and their fans there, the, the Lizards, were not happy to see him go. Um, I don't hear really much of anything about Miami buzzing for him or being interested because, again, as we brought up, most of the buzz from Miami after having landed Javion Cohen, which was a huge success, most of the buzz for what Miami's looking for are centers, not guards. I mean, maybe guards that play center, but I don't know if Ethan White plays center at all or wants to play center. But Miami's zoning in on centers right now, not guards and tackles. And I don't think uh, as far because you got to remember, not only does a school have to be interested in a player, the player also has to be interested in the situation. And Ethan White has been playing left guard which is the very specific position that Javion Cohen has been one of the best in the country at for the last couple of years. So after already bringing in Javion Cohen, I don't necessarily think Ethan White would be that interested in Miami because they've got guys who play his position already really well. So uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be in the cards for Miami. I'm expecting him to land somewhere else. Ooh, we got to talk about... Now, this doesn't directly impact Miami whatsoever, even though some of you think it should. It doesn't. Um, one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC has just entered the transfer portal today. No, it's not Tyler Van Dyke, but one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC has just hit the transfer portal. Uh, and we're also going to take some of you guys' questions as well. And I've got a grievance to air about the treatment of our basketball team, the University of Miami Hoops team, which is one of the best in the country. So you know what you guys need to do? Because we're far from done here on Locked on Canes. Keep it locked to Locked on Canes because we have a lot coming up. Guys, make sure you're on Bet Online every single day like I am. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, again, I'm on Bet Online every single day. They arm you with the information you need to beat the bookies. It's such a wonderful site. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, the like button, and make sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Canes on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So this was a little bit of a surprise that it's happening now and not a couple weeks ago, but Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, 
He's been one of the better quarterbacks the last two years in the ACC. Sam Hartman is entering the transfer portal. Uh, but, you know, I know some Miami fans are like, let's get him. Bring him here. Bring him to the U. All indications are Hartman is headed to the Notre Dame fighting Irish. So, I mean, I hate Notre Dame, but good for them because I think Sam Hartman is a darn good quarterback, all right? Um, and, you know, for those out there, because uh, I've seen people on Twitter asking me this, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Canes. And if you follow us on Twitter, we will follow you back. People have been asking me, like, how come Miami doesn't take a shot at a guy like this? Let's, you know, kick TVD to the curb. curb. Let's bring in Hartman. Hartman, I think only, he definitely only has one year of eligibility left because he's he's like 30. I mean, he's, I think he's 23 in reality, but he's already been five years out of high school. I think he's got one year of eligibility left. Um, Miami was never in the market for a quarterback like this in the transfer portal. I know that there have been some big names who have been on the move in the portal uh, at that position at quarterback, Miami has not been in the market for someone like this. Like they haven't even since Jaden Rashada flipped to Florida, Miami's not really been in the market for another high school quarterback. They've been okay with Emory Williams. And guys, the reason why you have to remember all of the considerations on both sides. Okay. And let's start with NIL, you know, Miami's donors and collectives, they're not planning to use a big NIL budget on a quarterback because, listen, uh, and this is just reality. Like, I'm not trying to drag Hartman because I'm not one of these people who's like, NIL is evil. I want everyone to play for free. Amateurs, I'm not one of the I, – I understand with NIL being a reality, this is something players, especially high-profile quarterbacks, consider – um, Sam Hartman, I guarantee you, is looking for a big-time NIL payday. And God bless you, young man. Go get it. He's looking for that. And that's not in Miami. That's not in their budget right now, okay? Uh, Miami's not, you know, their donors and collectives are not using a big NIL budget on another quarterback when they have a budget like that right now for Tyler Van Dyke. And then the remaining budget is going to other positions of need, not at quarterback, because, folks, Right now, Miami's quarterback room is full. Got Tyler Van Dyke coming back. Jake Garcia presumably coming back. Uh, Jakari Brown presumably coming back. You're adding Emery Williams as a true freshman who I like a lot into that room. It's just, it's not, there's budget better spent at positions of need. We were just talking about defensive tackle, wide receiver, center. Like there's other urgent areas of need. Quarterback just isn't that right now. Even if you don't think Tyler Van Dyke is the greatest thing since sliced bread, Miami is concerning themselves with other needs right now, not uh, with quarterback. You got me? So I believe that next offseason is when Miami is definitely going to go big at quarterback, definitely in recruiting. Like in, in the class of 2024, I think Miami is going to want to land one. It's a very good-looking quarterback class, okay, 2024. I think Miami's going to want to land one of the big fish in recruiting. And, you know, depending on what Van Dyke's situation is after this year, because he's actually got two years of eligibility left, including this coming year. So I, I don't know if TBD is still going to be a cane, you know, a, a year and a half from now, or if he, you know, hopefully plays well enough to move on to the NFL. But I think next year is when Miami is really going to go hard at one of the top quarterbacks in recruiting, and that's when they could go hard at a top quarterback in the transfer portal potentially. But there's so many other considerations in that room, all right? Now, when it comes to class of 2024 quarterbacks, we talked a little bit yesterday about Air Noland 
out of Langston Hughes High School in Georgia, one of the better quarterbacks in that class. He's a four-star. And, you know, even though he's certainly not trending to Miami at this moment, I think the fact that he's coming out of Langston Hughes, where Miami just recruited Joshua Horton, high school teammate of his, that, you know, you start to develop a pipeline to a school like that. And that's a very good school to have a pipeline to. I certainly wouldn't rule Miami out of the air Nolan sweepstakes. And honestly, real talk, if you're Nolan, you got to be thinking like, I've got a gimmick. They call me air like, you know. You're thinking of NIL opportunities. Miami's not a bad place to to do that, right? Um, uh, Another one that we didn't talk about yesterday, a quarterback that I love, who I know has some interest in Miami, is Michael Van Buren. Michael Van Buren, four-star quarterback out of the state of Maryland, someone that Miami's recruiting heavily. He has Miami in his top eight. I know there's a long way to go. There's a, a lot of room to narrow down a top eight but Miami is in Van Buren's top eight and he said in a recent interview he hears from the Hurricanes every single day and he says he's got a strong bond with Cristobal, Ponce, and Josh Gaddis uh so <coughs> definitely oh, I'm so sorry for coughing again I know I grossed you out yesterday with my coughing way too much uh limoncello and then too much panettone over Christmas I've just uh whoo I still got this uh, under the weather a little bit. Uh, another one, I would love Miami to take a shot, at least take a shot at five-star quarterback, the top quarterback in the class of 2024, Dylan Riola. Now, Ohio State seems to be the heavy favorite for him right now. Nebraska is also in the mix. But, you know, if if Miami's really serious about, you know, trying to pull the best possible players, I would love them to seriously be recruiting Dylan Riola, who is considered to be the best in the upcoming class. So, yeah, don't expect uh, a Sam Hartman type to come to Miami at this moment, because also if you're talking about like starting caliber power five quarterbacks switching teams, you're going to want to go to a place that has like a clear power vacuum to fill at quarterback where Miami's quarterback room is pretty set. And by the way, let me throw this in here. I believe in Tyler Van Dyke. Tell me if you believe in Tyler Van Dyke. Leave us a comment on our YouTube page or leave us a tweet at Locked on Canes. If you believe Tyler Van Dyke can be successful in 2023, because guys, uh, with significantly better offensive line play, and Miami is putting themselves in position to have that, right? You you, know, you bring in a couple of five-star freshmen who I believe can play right away in Samson Okunlola and Francis Maui Go. I believe they're good enough to get on the field immediately. And you go out and get Javion Cohen from Alabama, who's already one of the best offensive linemen in the country. And hopefully, you know, you can keep your offensive line. The returning guys who I like, like Jalen Rivers uh, and Inez Cooper, and hopefully Zion Nelson can get healthy and stay healthy. Like my, Miami has some really good options now on the offensive line. And I believe Tyler Van Dyke can thrive with some protection. And if his receivers play more consistently, Tyler Van Dyke can thrive. So I don't worry a whole lot about TVD. I think Tyler Van Dyke can do great things here. And, you know, I think if you're a quarterback like Sam Hartman or other starters that have been on the move, you don't look at Miami as like a place, oh, I can just like waltz in there and they need me. Like, that's just not the situation. Miami, Miami is, they're hitching their wagon to Tyler Van Dyke for next year. And, I obviously hope that that pays off. Something I wanted to circle back to and bring this up. So I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about 
Miami's transfer portal to this point, I referred to Thomas Gore, who is committed to Miami, former Georgia State defensive tackle, is now a Miami Hurricanes defensive tackle. I referred to him as the top defensive tackle in the transfer portal to that point. And a lot of people were like coming at me on Twitter. Like he's not the top tackle, this guy. Uh, now, obviously for anybody, whether it's me or any of like the publications, recruiting services, anytime you're deciding who the best transfer is at any position, it's obviously subjective, but the service that ranked Thomas Gore number one that I, I was citing yesterday, that's pro football focus. So based on the season that Gore just had at Georgia State and based on his stats and efficiency from the last couple of years, Thomas Gore was ranked number one by that service as the top defensive lineman in the portal. Now, the reason why people were coming after me was yesterday, the Florida State Seminoles got a huge prize in the portal. They have landed defensive lineman Braden Fisk from Western Michigan. Now, he's got the type of measurables that Thomas Gore does not have, okay? Where Thomas Gore, a lot of Hurricanes fans are down on the guy because he's just six foot tall and 270. And by the way, like, you know, guys, you can at least pretend to be excited because I think Thomas Gore is a darn good player. You can at least pretend to be excited he's coming. I think he can do great things at Miami. But a lot of Canes fans are like, shut up about Gore. He's small. He's just not built for this. OK, whereas, yes, Florida State gets uh, Fisk, who is six foot five, 300, first team all runway. The measurables look a lot better than Gore. Um, now Fisk is ranked as the top defensive lineman in the portal, according to 24 seven. So 24 seven and the way that the recruiting service is like 24 seven and on three, uh, a lot of their ratings are like potential based. Like how would these guys scout out uh, or how would they grade out as NFL prospects? Whereas the pro football focus just analyzes their stats to this point. So it's a much different metric. So based on what Thomas Gore has done on the field, he rates out per PFF as the top defensive lineman available, whereas based on, you know, the scouting reports, uh, Braden Fisk is, you know, he's an absolute stud and he looks like a future NFL talent and all that. But I will admit, uh, Braden Fisk would have looked really good in orange and green. I'm sorry that he's going to be wearing garnet and gold because, again, I wish Miami could have gotten both Fisk and Gore because we still have a need for more defensive tackles. Our Miami Hurricanes basketball team is in need of more respect. I thought we were getting respect, and then I realized, no, they're still disrespecting Jim Laranega's team. I will explain why next here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So the reason why I'm upset about uh, – I'm upset at the Associated Press, I think, is where I would direct my complaints. So we were very happy. I think it was yesterday the rankings came out. The Miami Hurricanes hoops team is now number 14 in the country. Like we're finally getting some respect. Number 14 in the country. But then I look at who's right in front of Miami. Make this make sense, okay? Number 13 in the country are the Virginia Cavaliers, who are 8-2 and two on the year. Hurricanes are number 14 at 12-1 and one on the year. Miami's got one loss. Virginia has two losses. 
And do you know who handed Virginia one of their L's? Miami! Miami just beat this Virginia team. So how is it a Hurricanes team with one less loss and a head-to-head victory over Virginia is ranked a spot behind Virginia? The disrespect is palpable. And, you know, they'll probably find a way to penalize Miami for not playing on Wednesday night. So the Hurricanes were scheduled to play Vermont at the Watsco Center on Wednesday. And, you know, apparently the weather is is too severe in Vermont because if you don't live in Florida, the weather stinks everywhere right now. Uh, the Vermont team cannot travel to Miami, so they had to cancel the game. They're going to find a way to say, oh, you didn't play Vermont. We're going to drop you another spot in the rank. It's ridiculous. The Hurricanes... I'm happy they're in the top 15, but they should be number 13. How is it a Virginia team with a loss to Miami and more losses than Miami is ranked ahead of my make it make sense because it makes absolutely no sense to me. All right. I want to read some tweets from you guys going back to football here. Um, So I asked you guys, what would you say? uh, What would you say are the Miami Hurricanes biggest positions of need for the transfer portal? Now, I noticed a lot of you are saying offensive coordinator, even though that's not a that's not a portal need. But yeah, I mean, listen, guys, I I definitely hear some more rumblings that maybe there could be coordinator changes made. But listen, again, the coaches are they're taking a breather. Everybody's on vacation right now. I, I don't think there's any big decisions being made midweek right now. So we're going to have to see. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I definitely think there are going to be some changes to the coaching staff. And I hope that includes giving DeMarcus Van Dyke a promotion and an on-field position. What you do with the rest of the staff, whether you replace coordinators or not, I just want to make sure DVD gets taken care of because Van Dyke absolutely deserves it. He deserves to have an expanded role because he's crushing it in recruiting, and I want him to be able to be on the field with Miami's uh, defensive backs as well, okay? So I asked you guys, what are the Miami Hurricanes' biggest positions of need for the transfer portal? Kane's legacy says two outside receivers, a defensive tackle or two, a cornerback, a center, and a new OC. And a partridge in a pear tree. Now listen, let's focus on getting one outside receiver before we talk about getting two. Like, does anybody want to play outside receiver at Miami? Uh, Dr. J says, We need receivers and quarterbacks, to which I responded to him, listen, I don't expect them to sign any quarterbacks. I'm sorry. The quarterback room is full, whether you like it or not. Uh, Receivers, though, absolutely. Uh, Cosmo251 says strong safety. Yeah, you know what? Miami needs safeties as well. That's, you know, I I know that I, I started out talking about defensive tackles, centers, outside receivers. We could use more safety help, Cosmo. Thank you for bringing that up. And I feel like we've talked about that enough in the last couple of weeks that I, I should have said it again to start the episode. Uh, Big Papa says wide receiver and defensive line uh, receiver and defensive tackle says, Joseph, I agree. Rob says wide receiver D tackle and linebacker. Uh, listen, I know the linebacker room is going to be very young, but like we, we got, we got linebackers all over the place. I, I don't, I don't feel like linebacker is a big, uh, we just added Maui Goa as well. So you got, you just added Maui Goa. You got Wesley Besaint, who we all absolutely freaking love. You know, Corey Flagg is back, and, you know, he's Miami's leading tackler, whether you guys respect him or not. I respect him. And you've got four tremendous linebackers coming in and recruiting. So I think we're okay at linebacker, if I'm being completely honest. Um, 
David says, outside wide receiver, defensive tackle, cornerback. Well, hopefully we get Cormody McLean over the finish line. We'll see what happens there. Um, Ladarius says, true outside receiver and big athletic bodies in the front seven. Yeah, especially defensive tackle, I would say. Uh, Chasen Bledsoe says, wide receiver and defensive tackle, maybe even a depth piece at linebacker and safety. Yes, safety I obviously agree with. Oscar Hernandez says outside receiver, big run stuffing, defensive tackles and running back. Uh, you know, I think I think we're OK at running back. Um, I know we say that every year and it's always wrong. But, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully Trevante Citizen is recovering on schedule or ahead of schedule. Um, you know, Henry Parrish is he's productive, you know, and Miami's got some great running backs coming in in uh, in Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson and Don Chaney. Hopefully he can get healthy as well. So I, I think Miami could be okay at running back. Uh, Pete says linebacker and defensive tackle. Uh, Aaron says interior D-line possession wide receiver. I, I think I agree completely. Big Dan 305, who we love, says big defensive tackle. So sorry if I couldn't get to all your responses, but I appreciate you guys. Make sure you tweet us at Locked On Canes. And if you follow us at Locked On Canes, we're going to follow you back. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked On Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.